0: To steal from the empire? To just walk in like you belong? Welcome back to WD MagicCast for a week of September 18th, 2022. This is episode 195. Magicast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken, and this week's show, Dave, Isaac, and I discuss the first three episodes of Andor. Also, I get their take on She-Hulk, what they think of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, and kind of their general feel of the things. We'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hello there, Disney Marvel's podcast friends. This is Anthony King, host of the new podcast, Force Ghost Conversations. Each week, this show will be your home for cozy, deep dive discussions into all things Star Wars. We will break down the latest news, announcements, movies, TV shows, comics, books, and everything else in a galaxy far, far away. We can be found on every major podcast listening site, and you can also join the conversation with us via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search "Force Ghost Conversations. We look forward to
1: having you join us around the campfire then for some Force Ghost Conversations, and may the Force be with you.
2: And now,
0: on with the show.
1: One of the many, many anticipated
0: shows coming to Disney Plus is now upon us. One of the Star Wars franchises that, fitting off of the solo story of, not solo, but Rogue One, Andor has now debuted with a three Power Punch episode launch on Disney Plus. It's it's very different it's very surreal and it's very much worth talking about and to be able to do this i've had to bring on someone that may have sparked a rebellion or two in his lifetime but is very popular and the uh trade federations are looking out for him isaac welcome back how you doing
2: uh not bad good morning good afternoon to good night anybody that is on this planet and thank you for having me back on this podcast man i really appreciate that thank you oh my pleasure always my pleasure always my pleasure
0: and because there's three episodes so we need to do this in threes just to stay in balance and one with the force we had to bring on someone who may or may not have caused a complete shutdown and total destruction of a mining facility on a remote planet where only children seem to live. <laughs> Dave, how are you doing?
3: I'm okay, Matthew. Thank you for having me once again.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's great. It's great to be here with everybody. It's great to be talking Star Wars. It's great to be talking in general. Um a big apology to the, the listeners out there that are we're expecting this episode on a Wednesday and you are now getting on a Saturday because there's three episodes all running 35 plus minutes long and we have lives. It takes time for us to be able to one episode, we could do it. Two episodes, we could most likely do it. Three episodes, give us some time, we will get there. And if you gave us some time. We are there, so let's talk about it. Uh I think we should um first actually I haven't had you guys on talking. I've been talking to Matt about She-Hulk. I want to talk to you guys about She-Hulk. Um the listeners know where I stand. I've been really enjoying the show. Uh Isaac, what is your take? Uh you are our Marvel guru. Uh what is your take on the She-Hulk? Attorney at law.
2: <sighs> okay. Uh so with She-Hulk. Um uh, 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 Alright. Um I think I'm really in the middle of the in the show for the episodes that I have watched. Um I think the show has I've been kind of in the middle. I know that this um for people that have been in internet and have read comments i know people have said some things about the show other people have enjoyed it other people have not been so much so i think i've kind of been in the middle in terms of how have watched the show um I, I think in terms of writing of the show i think uh i think the jokes overall are not in terms of concept and how they are positioned, I, I don't think the jokes are necessarily that bad, though. However, I do feel that sometimes the jokes don't land as strong as maybe as the writers would maybe have hoped. As I sit down and watch the episode, I think at times when I go there in the whole situation, that um, the jokes may be uh, a little bit over. Up, so, um. You know, it's the whole situation and stuff. Um, so, with that being said, um, uh, it, it's it's not a bad show, but uh, it's uh, it's an okay show. Uh, let's just say that it's not like a, a. I would. It's not right right now. One of the Marvel shows. I would say that. Um, let's just say it's not a show that I would. Wait every weekend to like. Oh, I'm gonna rush and watch She-Hulk today. It's, but it's you know, I, overall as a um, as a show, it's not, it's probably like a nice Sunday show. If I'm not doing anything in Disney Plus, I'll probably catch up with the rest of the episodes. Now, with that being also said, I do enjoy the cast. I think um, I am happy that the world's gonna find out about the fantastic actress that is Tantalana Mzolani. Um, She's one of my favorite actresses since I've watched since uh, Orphan Black. Um, And I think she's just an incredible actress with amazing range. So the fact that she's able to land uh, the covenant of playing Jennifer Walters, I think is a fantastic vehicle for her. And I'm very happy that uh, a lot of the world's going to get to see her moving forward as she gets to be put in other uh, shows as well as movies down the road for whether phases marvel has so to me i've enjoyed her i've also i think she's been one of the most delightful moments in the television show um uh, but other than that i think uh also some of the the, the cameo appearances have been also well too uh, for one of you know having mark ruffalo back as bruce banner to be able to kind of be able to flex his acting skills and be able to give you a little bit more extra time with that character as well. I think it was fantastic, especially the way that both uh, Mislani uh, and uh, R- Ruff will act together. You really do get that family bond as cousins uh, that was kind of uh, expressed in the comic books. Also, I've also enjoyed other uh, characters as well. You know, um, her best friend in the show, which also has been really, really good. Even the father from Stranger Thing, uh, from uh, Perfect Strangers, if anybody remembers that 90s reference, congratulations. I just showed off my age. Um, So, uh, yes. uh, You are the youngest one here, (laughs) Isaac. Yeah, that's that, ladies and gentlemen, that says a lot. Um, so uh, So, yeah, so in terms of the actors and the people that have been even shown at this point, um, again I'll 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 the uh to the rest of the audience. I haven't watched the rest of the show yet. Um I think the actors have been pretty de- uh, decent, but and uh, as well as uh the return of Benedict Wong, which um has always been a crowd favorite, um was good as well. But I guess in terms of the show, um I, I feel like I, I know that Disney kind of promoted this as a comedy slash lawyer show. It's supposed to be their kind of like their alley big deal of the MCU. And uh, I won't say it doesn't... I don't feel like it lands any of it correctly. I think it's just kind of subpar for, for, for the case as we get... It's it's probably a decent show for people that watch it, though. But for me, it feels like it just lands subpar as a lawyer show, as a comedy show, and it's sometimes doesn't know what it is in terms of the mcu so it's a little bit all over the place at the moment from the episodes now again there's more episodes that i have to watch hopefully maybe the show might get a little bit better but as it stands that's where i'm at right now it's a little subpar a show which episode are you up to all right, so the last episode I ended on was when Benedict Wong uh, basically comes back to Jennifer Walters to sue for one of his former uh, former apprentices that ends up still in the sling wing and then decides to bring demon, little baby demons from wherever hell that was generated. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's episode four. Okay. it is the episode four one. And then on top of that... Uh, Uh, Focus on Jennifer Walters' date in life, which, uh, to be honest, was not really the more best highlights of that show, I have to totally admit. Um, uh, I guess in terms of a Marvel person, you know, you're looking for hopefully more Hulk smashing, which you did get it, and less date in life and life aspects of the show. So, again, going back to that, them trying to find the right balance right now, it just seems like the writer's are right now trying to juggle three different sections of the show right now and right now just feels a bit subpar. fair
0: enough fair enough that that was something they were honestly struggling with while making the show was trying to find how this uh show is to be presented and um where they were going from there
3: okay yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with him. It's uh, I'm in like the middle of the road with this. I'm on record when I first saw the trailer for this, saying that it looked like it was pushing the goofy aspect, but like major slapstick, beach over the head with just nonstop comedy, like Thor, the latest Thor movie. But um, I was I was pleasantly surprised with that that they didn't that it it didn't go in that direction. It's not that low. No, no. But my if I had a little nitpick and I think we've talked about this is that those first couple of episodes, they seemed like they were a tad too short. They could have went like because they ended and you're like, what, you know, it didn't feel like they they were finished with that episode. You know what I mean? So, like, it could have, you know, they could have they suffered from being too short. I think they could have been an extra five to ten minutes long. Um There was only one episode because I've seen all six. There was only one episode where I was like, why? Why did we have this episode? Because it just I even looked at my daughter when we were watching it saying, what was this episode about? (laughs) I guess episode five. Yes, (laughs) that's the one. So uh, but overall, you know, it. I've enjoyed it, but it's it's one of those things where, yeah, am I rushing to see it every week? No, like Isaac said, you could sit there and just let it build up and then maybe binge it and be done with it. You know what I mean? It's not like a Loki. No, no, not at all.
0: It is more it is more definitely along the lines of a sitcom. And I think they've even had people come out and say, okay, this is the sitcom of. The MCU. The MCU has done so many different genres, and this is these the sitcom one, uh, which from my understanding actually fits very well for this uh how the She-Hulk comics were written and presented. So um yeah, so I think what six out of nine episodes have now dropped, so we're over the halfway mark. Um we should be having some more things coming along soon. And, uh, because we do only have the, the three episodes left. And then we'll have our, our wrap up over here and we'll, uh, gather around the campfire and discuss where, uh, the show went and our thoughts on that.
3: Well, let me ask you real quick before we go back. Um, do you see where the show is heading? You know what I mean? With three episodes left, what's the payoff? You know what I mean? Like that, I, there's like there's no overall arc in my opinion like what the finish is going to be.
2: <laughs> well, well, I feel like the overall pay- payoff right now for the people that watch the the trailer is Daredevil at the moment because I oh yeah, like, unfortunately that was been the hook that maybe Disney's kind of thrown. Now I don't know where the confidence was was to show that maybe they had to kind of throw that little uh kind of have to throw the bait into certain people to to watch the show because at the end of the day you know they've teased uh it, it makes general sense for both those characters to kind of meet up together and to interact because both of them are lawyers and okay the comic books have been a very big interesting part i think um in the comic books i believe matt murdoch Aka Daredevil plays more of the paralegal side. I mean, plays more of a part, a part, a product. Uh, I can't even speak today. On um, prosecutor <laughs> side of the show, while uh, yeah, they're they adversaries. adversaries, but in the superhero world, they do work together to solve cases and solve right. issues and stuff like that. So that's the balance of the show. Um, with also following that, it, I, I don't know, and and on top of that, um. Even with that tidbit, that's really the only reason I have, I have to sadly say it, the only reason really I'm on, on the show. But even with that tidbit, it from what Matthew Cox have said in interviews, especially I know from DC23, he's kind of mentioned that this do you not know, expect this to be the same Daredevil that you saw from the Netflix shows. Mm. Um, so with that being said, um, you know, it's if, if Again, one of the hooks was hopefully you would get a a, a decent part of that uh, of that Matthew from the Netflix shows kind of easing in, and most importantly, me for the person hopefully kind of edging closer into that more mature adult Marvels mm-hmm. theme moving forward um, that maybe. Uh, Marvel kind of needs to take that next step of just slight maturity after the the last couple of phases. I know uh, the MCU likes to joke around and likes to kind of bust gags and stuff like that. I thought that would be the next step. Not to say that you can't have different actors show off their ranges in different forms of genres of of, uh, action and comedy and drama and all that other stuff, though. But, uh, you know, so... We'll see again, like you said, three more. uh, I have a lot more episodes to watch than uh, the rest of our wonderful hosts. But uh, again, where I stand, it has been kind of sub level for the stuff that I've watched.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I I unfortunately think that, and I I hate to say this, but um, it's it's kind of been proven true. And even the the show has made reference to it that they had to, or they felt they had to include the the hook in the tease of dare, the daredevil showing up in the show to entice a certain demographic of fans um, that who, for whatever reason, because it's a female centric show and a female driven superhero show would not be interested or or would pass it by just for that fact give the show a a try so they had to add in that hook um kind of spoil the fact that oh look daredevil's gonna show up in the show i personally would have loved it if didn't know daredevil was coming and we get to that episode and oh my goodness there he is not saying oh look we finally got to this point
3: Yeah, because the word would have got out, and the people that are Daredevil fans, if they wanted to see him in there, they could have just binged the whole entire She-Hulk and got satisfied that way, too, you know?
0: Right. But they're looking at more immediate numbers and not the the long-term numbers.
1: Right.
3: So,
0: yeah, I think that that, that's my take on it. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I feel that's why they did. I mean, you even had, in the one episode, they were making fun of the fanboys who trashed the episode's. Or trash the heroes just because they are female mm. it's, we're not happy because of this, and you did that, and I'm not happy because of that, mm. and the two things are the polar opposite, so I want you to do this, but when you do that, I don't like it, so I want you to do this, but you did that, and I don't like it, so it's they're going to talk <laughs> I, out both ends of I, I, I
2: thought that moment the one that you were talking about the episode where they actually uh they ripped actual the social media and uh talk about um About the show, which uh, again I think a lot of it has been ridiculous and very unwarranted.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, You know, and people didn't get it. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's some yeah for for some of the uh, the uh, male general audience that just seems to want to bash the show for the section uh, the section of bashing the show. Um, I think a lot of the people out there have been very idiotic. So I'll say that right off the bat. I think for people who misunderstand the show. Um, for that, I think if there's one reason if you don't enjoy a show, I think you can actually have a respectable general opinion on that. But to bash it for just really stupid in, in, in nonsense because of your masculinity and yet you don't feel comfortable, I think is totally unwanted. I think you have to be able to separate both reasons of why you don't really enjoy art. Because, again, all this is subjective uh, yeah. to the viewer. So, um, Not every I, show
0: or movie is going to be for every person.
3: Right. But unfortunately, we're in that social media area where it just seems like the trend, no matter how great the show or movie is, it's always going to fall victim to some kind of backlash of, for some reason, which, you know, in most times it's not warranted, The whatever the outcry is.
0: Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, to me, um, Tatiana is doing a fantastic job um, carrying the show on literally on her shoulders and um i just for her alone i i this is i keep coming back to watch the show because she does such a great job like mm-hmm. i said isaac I'm yeah watching her on orphan black um if you haven't seen that in your um of mature mature age if you're watching she hulk you probably are um it's on the bbc america website uh you can stream it through their through their app
2: um oh. Also, I want to add, she was also, I believe, on Perry Mason on HBO Max, too, for people who have, uh, I think, the classic Perry Mason reboot as well. She was also, I haven't had the opportunity to watch that show as well, but knowing her amazing talent, she was also on there as well. So I just want to throw that there as well. So. Uh,
0: Yes, she was. Yes, she was. Um, She-Hulk, she's been Bite Size Halloween, one episode of that. Uh, seven episodes of Power Trip. Uh, Orphan Black, the next chapter. I didn't see any of that stuff.
2: That uh, is uh, a, uh audiobook continuation of oh, the uh, there,
0: series. Yeah, podcast series. Thank you. Yes. Uh, she does some voice work in uh, The Troll Hunters, Rise of the, the Titans.
3: Uh, Ooh, she was in that. I didn't even know. I love those, yes, shit, those. She is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, yeah, and the,
0: the the Troll Hunter series in general. Yes.
3: Yeah. I enjoyed those a lot.
0: Heard those are good. I haven't watched those either. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, Isaac said the the new uh, Perry Mason, and she was in eight episodes of that. Something called Pink Wall, animals. Um. Yeah, so she she's she's done some stuff. Uh, definitely worth definitely worth checking out. Check the. Orphan Black for what she gets the, the recognition for. And that being said, it's time to recognize uh a fallen hero who's come back to life um in his past. If that makes sense. Uh let's move on to Andor. Um I think we should try and break this down over three episodes because to me each episode um is very different from the other one. Um the you had the first episode the second episode, the third episode, and I think, um, yeah, they they kind of need their own little talking about, uh, I don't know, uh, Isaac, if you want to talk
2: about one particular episode first, or? Um, so, you know, again, um, when it comes to Star Wars, uh, the property, like, I'll, I'll, I'll come to a I'm not. I am a, I would say I'm a casual fan of Star Wars, I wouldn't say, versus, you know, our, uh, our wonderful host Matthew, and of course David Gelman. I think if you had the opportunity, if we were doing a video, like if you, like Gelman's decked out with Star Wars memorabilia, <laughs> gentlemen. So that kind of shows you level Star Wars fan, my man David has been for a little bit, you know, um, where um, my lightsabers are
0: displayed proudly in my living room.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I won't say that I'm that same level of Star Wars fan. Um, that being said, in terms of every, every Star Wars property that I have watched, I would have to say that Andor does give a completely different vibe, a completely different feel. After, after watching these three episodes, it does seem like um, this feels like the most mature, more darker, more gritty mm-hmm. Um series up to this point of star wars and i think we've mentioned a podcast a couple of backs ago um when when the first trailer dropped and the way that it was shot cinematically i think it's a different take right now i feel like one of the more better shot series out of all the star wars uh, ips up to date in terms of just kind of gives a more grounded feel that really just kind of focus focuses on the people because again i believe that this is before rogue one where yes. andor yes. is uh becoming the stowaway that later on becomes the uh the rebellious hero later on initially Spoil one and sacrifices his life uh to uh get the uh to get the blueprints the uh yeah yeah Spo- uh, well, spoiler yeah, yeah spoiler. Story, spoiler
0: Spoiler's on from, a movie from, that's been around for. From- <laughs>
2: For forty years. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, no spoiler warning. You've seen Rogue One. Yes. Yes. Okay. I've, I've seen Rogue One. Yeah. Did also you see movie. Solo? I have not watched Solo. I've, um, for reasons um, explained, uh, reasons not not explained, but from what things that I've heard from people, so I've not watched Solo. Um, that again, once again, that being said. Um, Again, I've I've really enjoyed even the maturity of the show right now that um that it, it really does take a lot a lot more of an adult or theme to the show, even though I do admit there were certain episodes where uh their interpretation of the reasons why Andor hates I believe the Empire in a lot of situations. Um I didn't really get in the beginning though, but in terms of concept, I understand his reasons for why he would hate the empire, uh, the way that he's the, that he does. Um, and just to kind of highlight even the first episode, I uh, I don't know about you guys, but the first episode kind of gave me Blade Runner vibes in terms of just kind of the atmosphere and how that was set up in terms of the the darkness and the way that he goes through uh, the city, and the, just again the cinematic shots I and mean, even even the the ambience in the soundtrack felt very Blade Runner-like, which I feel like maybe the directors kind of took a little bit of be- bits and pieces of, of that, another uh, sci-fi um, cult classic, and kind of incorporated it into some of the Star Wars lore, which I kind of felt was very interesting, like for those first couple of episodes, for those first uh, shot episodes anyway. Uh, so that being said, I'm... I, I, I'm enjoying it for what I, what I I see so far. And after that statement, I do feel that this is kind of a show that, um, that Star Wars kind of needs at the moment. Because of I, I know that uh, for fans, uh, I, again, I'm not against the lightsabers, I'm not against the aliens, I'm not against the cool ships, but I do feel like this show is trying to go for sure, in a demographic. But I think Star Wars hasn't. I wouldn't say connects much to. I know it gets more to the the fanboy in all of us in terms of the fantasy stuff. But this is a little, and they they're almost a little bit of their Game of Thrones,
1: represented, than in this project so far. Yeah, I um, it's definitely not
0: uh not the more family oriented uh uh Star Wars film or Star Wars Project like everything that's come before it. Mm-hmm. Uh it's definitely more mature, much more
1: grittier. Um more not heavy adult but more adultish, especially in its its tones and some of the writing. Um it's uh I lost my train of thought.
0: Uh, <laughs> but it, it's it, uh, I I haven't seen Blade Runner, so I can't make the the comparison on that end. But uh, for people that complain about you know why uh, Star Wars seems like it's written for children, sorry Dave, yes it is written for children. That's what George Lucas said. Uh, it's written for twelve year olds, uh, but.
3: Film for adults. That's fine. I'm a 48 year old, 12 year old. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, it's it's definitely taking a different angle. One of the things, uh, and I think this will go to your what you're talking about visually, is this show is relying heavily on practical sets. Yes. Where Boba Fett and Mandalorian. All of you use the void technology, so you primarily virtual sets, which works great. and It looks amazing and fantastic. But as I've always said, and I've said this a long time, especially whenever the, uh, the prequels came out, where you use digital instead of models, the eye knows the difference. For some reason, your brain knows the difference. It can tell that, okay, that's a digital image of a ship. That's a real model of a ship is the. A, a weight a, uh, just a way it looks something about it. Your mind knows. Maybe not 100% of the time, but we you know when you if you compare the two next to each other. Um, you realize it, and, you know the fact that you have a reality of something uh, works. Versus having something in a virtual way. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just i think works a little better Mm -hmm. the other thing is that uh one of the the director one of the producers of this show comes from the born trilogies Mm -hmm. so that will also uh tony uh,
1: gilroy
0: yeah tony gilroy worked on the born stuff as well as rogue one which explains why it is more of a spy thriller in a fantasy world. Um, and again it, it starts off with the, the, the grittiness. Um in the first episode, you know, we get Andor uh taking two guys out point blank. I mean one of them point blank, the other one he just he um, which should not be a surprise because the first time we saw him in Rogue One.
1: Mm-hmm. Off
0: somebody. Uh, it's uh, so the character is still kind of the same. I think his his motivation, at least at the beginning, keeps on saying he's looking for his sister, and that's <laughs> kind of what I heard. That's kind of what leads him down this road that ends up, you know, him being in the rebellion. Or at this point, it's the budding rebellion. It's it's not even fully concepted yet. Um, but as far as the Empire, we actually have not seen the Empire. Nope. Now this this is a agency of the empire,
3: <laughs> I guess is the best way to describe them, yeah. I it's
0: uh,
1: Something yeah,
3: like a uh cops or something. Part of the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: As
0: as I heard Jim Hill saying that, you know, a stormtrooper will just shoot somebody and move on. That, that,
2: yeah. you know,
0: yeah, they don't care. Um, these guys, they shoot somebody. Great, we have more forms and paperwork to fill out. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Oh, yeah, you know that's actually great um you bring that up too because um that's what I, I i feel like you that's another interesting part that um that intrigues me about this series because again it just seems like again once again being very grounded it just seems like your typical uh story of just oppressed people um beginning to rebel against the empire and the one percenters that live on the top and how they're being treated, and and how the empire's reign has kind of treated other uh, other planets of the galaxy, and I think what's going to be very interesting is how does the quote unquote empire as it is eventually get involved with I guess the Sith aspect and the stormtroopers and the other stuff that how 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 does that Aspect get involved With uh, Star Wars and lightsabers and all that other stuff Where where it becomes the Empire that we all Kind of been used to at This point because right now like you said It's just the more grounded aspect Of Mm -hmm. just what Comes off a bunch of rent-a-cops basically Bullying other people and other Galaxies at the moment As if people have actually had the opportunity It doesn't go so well For uh our poor uh goofy rental cops. Uh, yeah.
0: said Bunch so. of guys running around in postal uniforms.
3: <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> Which uh um, I, I, I
2: I um at the moment um me I, I feel offended by that.
1: Usually
2: <laughs> yeah. so. you don't wear the uniform. <laughs> I'm I'm a you part, part yeah a um yeah I'm talking to two postal workers. Yeah. Uh, please do not make fun of my brothers and sisters. That's right, that's right. United States Pulse. Post- Union stand together. Local five forty seven. <laughs> uh, uh, execute order
0: no, Anyway. <laughs> the I don't know how much of the Empire budding empire or the building of the Empire we're gonna get in this show. That's something that Bad Batch has actually been handling a lot of at the moment. Um and also rebels and Touch in the Clone Wars, but primary Rebels uh, and Bad Batch, they've okay. been handling the budding Empire, especially Bad Batch. That there's a lot of that's that's pretty yeah. much how that whole that's that whole storyline, the, the first season and continuing. And now it's going to be the second season when that drops in January.
1: This um, this is more of an an outskirt
0: type of thing in how the rebellion is. Starting to going to be pieced together uh, different characters. I don't so I don't know how much as far as lightsabers or any of that type of stuff we're trying to see because at this point, to the best of anyone's knowledge, outside of Creator himself, um, really there's no lightsabers around except for the the occasional ones that we saw in uh, Kenobi. But Kenobi's going to be four more years in the future so this is this is pre-kenobi i
2: yeah. believe yeah uh, again i think this kind of focuses on the preludes of rogue one which again yes. if anybody has watched rogue one yeah. um I once again really didn't have a lot of that until the end of the of that of that uh, movie um again it was rogue one was pretty much also very well grounded and dark and was. Well, and be that's Rogue One, the
0: it's only lightsabers open. we see are towards the end.
2: Towards the end, yeah. Exactly. So I don't expect this series to really touch on anything Force-related, anything Jedi-assist-related. I think this is simply your typical showcase of people getting fed up with the Empire, adults who rise and begin to mobilize. And, of course, they are basically seeing our main protagonists Played by Diego Luna, able to kind of take his spot, come in the more legendary rogue hero, mm. uh, freedom fighter. That I, I guess it gets, which I believe gets mentored by Skarsgard, which uh, everybody yeah. with Skarsgard kind of pops mm. up um, in, in, in the series. Uh, no wonder he's uh, so in touch with all the scars Solid
0: Skarsgard.
3: So, yeah.
2: Yeah. But so, I think but for- amazing. Yeah, for me,
3: like, just riding off the road one high, that was when – I think I remember when that movie came out. You, it, It's a movie outside of Star Wars, so I didn't know how well it was going to take to that because you don't have – there's really no Force mentioned. There's no lightsabers, no nothing like that until the end. And it knocked and it out of the park. The force.
0: the force is one with me.
3: Well, yeah, exactly. So but that was – you know, but that was it. That's I, mean, I don't think he was a Force wielder, that guy, but, you know. Yeah. For, yeah. So – you know it, it I was hoping that this was the series that I was highly anticipating but I was wondering how they're going to pull off the episodes without any of that and so far the first 3 episodes have been I I'm I dig it I enjoy it I think it's well written they have a, a great group of uh, actors uh, the cast uh, even the 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 B2 emo uh, uh new robot that's in there I love him um you know, uh, it's just, uh, it's, what am I going to say? Uh, now I lost my train of thought. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> well,
2: well. Um, it, it's past everybody's bedtime here, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've only been up
0: since 4.45 this morning.
2: Yeah. Our brains are slowly starting to die off right now. If you could actually see the brain, uh, the battery icon uh, hitting at 5%, 4 <laughs> Uh, no, I, I understand what, Yeah, I, I honestly to Out of all of the Star Wars Properties, this is the one I've, I've been Most engaged with because it I, I know it, it Doesn't involve all the fun things That everybody has come to enjoy With Star Wars, I, I do uh, A story that really does focus On just general people Yeah uh, I'm Not, Um. I don't know If I've been very vocal about the the Skywalker saga of things, which I still believe it still is a part of the Skywalker saga because of of where things are are, are heading. In terms of the dates. But, um, I've always felt like Star Wars was generally a bigger. I always wanted Star Wars to kind of explore the other sections of the galaxy, and I know that I know I, again. Skywalker saga has been its most popular story being told. It's, it's basically its bread and butter at this point. But I've always wanted to know that Star Wars, you know, a name like Star Wars is being big in general tells about other stories from the galaxy, mm-hmm. how everything plays in together. So to kind of really have a, a big, a, a, a story focused on this particular moment, in time, and these particular um, characters, to me, I think I once again continue to expand find something that's outside of the skywalker um um area now, right you know, robot rope one kind of ties that back into it but they get a chance to come kind of explore all these other actors and and, come show them and,
3: and yeah and they're doing that i mean they've already introduced what three other planets already in this uh and the the cassian endor uh timeline is just wide open i mean we obviously know what happens what his arc ultimately goes to? He's not
0: dying in this episode. <laughs> we we know. Right. He He's not dying in
3: this
0: <laughs> sorry, Kate. Sorry, sorry, shouldn't have said that.
3: But he, but they have this big sandbox they can play with, man, and they can go anywhere with it. You know what I mean?
2: They have a lot of, yeah. And I feel like this. Um, I feel like with particularly me, I feel like like you said. Um, um, going on to that, I feel like there's a better. Better room to play in the sandbox versus uh Kenobi, which was very actually way too contained for me as a as as the Star Wars casual fan that I am, but this I feel like has a lot more, room, a little bit, and to really play with concepts again mm-hmm. still to um, to Yo, the later half of the film. Obi, when
0: everything was. Fairly established, you were just filling in a small segment of the storyline um, with characters that you knew
1: their
0: their face. Knew the beginnings, you knew their ends, and now you're just getting a little more of the middle. do mm. fan service. For this one, you know the end. You you only have maybe hints of the of some of the stuff that we're going to be touching on in Andor, uh, but as for the character himself. Uh, maybe aside some stuff that was written in books that I'm I'm un- unaware of, we really know nothing. Yeah. About him, so it, it, we kind of have that clean slate. Um, uh, like you were saying, it, it's it's a rather large sandbox, and in a galaxy far, far away, we we mostly, like you said, during the Star Wars saga movies, only touched on a small part of this galaxy. Now with all the stuff that we've expanded into with uh, Mandalorian. Not so much with Boba Fett, but Mandalorian, uh, Rebels definitely, and uh, Bad Batch. We have def we're pushing that out. Even uh, Fallen Order, because Fallen Order is canonical. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more that we've gotten to explore about other worlds, other cultures, other characters, uh, and adding more and more depth to the, the lore of star wars uh, and really pushing out that galaxy you know it's not just contained to three six or nine movies now yeah uh so it, it's it's very interesting to see and again i think not getting away from the jedi and the the whole force aspect Guess the forces everyone it grows within us it, it life force of everything within the uh the universe fantastic uh as Han Solo once said it's a hokey old religion
3: yeah but it, it's a nice break from all of that like I hey, I'm the first one that loves all the, the forces and the lightsabers and all that stuff like oh, that but fantastic you know but this is a is a nice break from that you know it, we've been beaten over the head with all this stuff I, again I love it but this is just a nice break in a different zone of the Star Wars lanes
0: oh absolutely absolutely um so episode one uh, establishes and or kind of the world, kind of the, the pace, not so much the pacing, uh, but kind of how the
3: look and the feel of everything.
0: And I And I honestly think that's as much as I can say about episode one.
3: Yeah, you uh, almost got like a, a book of Boba Fett. <clears throat> I hate to bring that up, but it almost got like a book of Boba Fett feel with all the flashbacks when he went back to Canary to show, you know, his, you know, when he was a teenager and stuff like that. Like, because they kept doing the flashbacks and I'm sitting there going, please, let's not this whole show be about flashbacks.
0: No, and here's here's a question. Was Cassian having those flashbacks or is, are we having those flashbacks?
2: I just think it, I I don't think. um I think we're having those flashbacks, but again, it, once again, it, it, it's, it's needed to establish the protagonist's reasons of why he would want to join this, rev, uh, this starting to form Rebel Alliance against the Empire. And, and you needed those flashbacks to establish his drive right um what makes uh, what 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 yeah what's his reasoning and i think it is important to have flashbacks again yeah i I, depending on how shows are done i I think it could be a bit a little bit overdone right not well done right here um it's 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 well established it's it's a simple mechanism tool to get the audience to kind of okay i i I get there is reasoning and i get and why he would want to join this Rebel Alliance to begin Not with. Not
0: just that, and I think there's a very important thing um, that we got out of the flashbacks and they didn't beat us over the head with it just yet. Is that what is one of the first things we hear him say? He's talking to this woman at this gentleman's club, for lack of better terms. Um, that he is looking for his sister. Mm-hmm. In those flashbacks, he is being tailed by his sister, and he keeps pushing her off. Uh, We find out three episodes, well, two episodes later after the first one, what happens to him. We don't find out what happens to her, and I think that haunts him. Yes. Which is weird that, you know, it it looks like it's approximately 15 to 20 years later. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is he still on that same quest? Is he just starting that quest? You don't know that part yet, but I I think it was very important to point out that in those flashbacks, and and I'm going to say that the flashbacks are for us, not part of his story, not part of something he was currently going through at that time. Like in Book of Boba Fett, anytime you went to the bath and take, we got a flashback.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: It was it, it was specifically um, Boba Fett having those flashbacks and we were watching them. And it, it, it pushed him in his journey. This is, okay, you need to know this piece of information about this character and how he ended up where they were. If anything, it was Mother having the flashbacks. And she right. was receiving the story
1: about
0: mm-hmm. how... He came to be on that planet in this situation and, and everything her involvement and i think we're done with that at this point um i don't know because we haven't seen episode four yet but as of episode three they've tied up that that line
3: right and that's what i was happy about because i'm like yeah i the, the flashbacks were really well done and it got to the point and i understand mm-hmm. like that's they were using that to establish why he was looking for his sister and all that stuff but I don't know. How many episodes we got? 28. I don't need 28 episodes of flashbacks. <laughs> 24. 24 yeah, 24
1: 24. Sorry. I don't need 24 episodes. 24 episodes, episodes left. <laughs>
2: um, uh, you know, to jump in, I, I, I don't think, I, I don't agree. It, it, it'd be very redundant to continue to go back to the past. However, um, I don't think we're going to be totally done with those flashbacks because we still have to understand the fate of what happened to that planet. Um, right. Yeah, true. They, they, kept,
0: they were referencing something yeah
2: Regarding something that. because they they hint that uh basically um that that planet does get obliterated by the empire uh due to the events that happen in in these three episodes so it it, it kind of hints pretty much well what what goes down again, I don't want to ruin things though, but yeah um. Mm. Uh, so I, I do know we're going to have to go there, there's gonna unfortunately there's still gonna be a couple of more flashbacks that so we gotta have to see. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I think there's something but it's go, again, here it's important for the for
0: the story. Yeah. I think there's something important here that we haven't talked about. Um, but they showed us in those flashbacks. So when they talked about the planet being inhabitable, um that there was a mining accident and wiped everybody out. But we have this small tribe of children. <laughs> that are running around it when the empire ship crash lands they all have gas masks on but you notice that they are
3: they were like, yellow
2: yes well that that's the part i didn't want to reveal but since you're talking that's, about that's it you might good. as well talk about it get into spoiler it. alert spoiler yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you're It'll listening to this most likely you've seen the episode yeah exactly uh, if not go back and watch them because uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to get to some more details so but the kids were fine now was it something on the ship or was it something on the planet that affected these people yeah um when the I I, oh, I
2: can't I wish I remember her, the mother's name um now which, now now the person that again since we're getting into uh, Marva. Marva Marva thank you yep. um yeah Mar- Marva Andor. Um, or
0: okay. uh by fiona shaw
1: mm-hmm.
0: the, uh, the territory yeah on uh, the harry potter movies uh and petunia um she um they were wearing gas masks they, they did take them off on the ship briefly so it, it just kind of makes you you kind of wonder um the, the whole situation
2: um I was a little confused by that that yeah. moment because uh, yeah, it was, since you're touching on it, first of all, the the woman that got unfortunately you know, gets killed by all of a sudden a pop in uh, Empire dude that just kind of pops out of nowhere, almost like it was a zombie like mm-hmm. situation. So I will admit I was a little confused in that particular moment because
1: well, he I, I took it that just knocked unconscious
2: and then and decided to. to and Walt, he had to wake up until he was killed again um but yeah that that there were some parts that were a little not well explained
1: it, yeah
3: cool that ship was you they that was the ship that you saw in the sky that was on fire right and then it crashed right. land. yes so obviously something might have happened to it in space maybe and a space battle or something and then it crash landed on that planet and we've yet to know maybe that's going to be some of the flashbacks to come back to explain all that stuff so
0: coolant lake. captain we have a coolant leak. Uh, yeah at the warp core all right so
3: we uh free on
0: the the other thing i think in the they quickly flash show it and then tell us anything about it but again sometimes just seeing it tells us more than if someone was actually verbally telling us um the the abandoned and uh damaged quarry. Mm. Which to me remind me a lot of that uh quarry from from Bad Batch. Mm. There was that one episode that they were in that, that one rock quarry area that they had to get through. Um probably completely different, but it reminded me a lot of it. So you have those those um those pieces from the flashback. so there's a lot of key things out of that versus like boba fett that was just backstory more backstory it was more the story than the the actual
2: current time story going right um uh, and, may i interject uh another thing too that i've also noticed in and especially off the first episode i noticed that um uh, both uh of uh, andor and i think the gentleman uh, Rupert Vastrot, who basically talks to uh serial uh played by Kyle solar I noticed that in in that episode it seemed like a lot of people were making like, stories on both ends on just to cover up what happened in episode which is like which was weird like that was how the whole episode I don't know if you know how that episode starts off like people are just kind of I want to say excuses but make it up stories of of, of the of the events that have, has taken place again it blows up to something bigger where people find out exactly what happened but in, in that first episode both and and then switching on to the other end of the Empire side where like the sergeant talks about what happened it just seemed like everybody was just kind of making tales to basically cover up what actually happened. So, I don't know if that part strangely plays into something. I, I don't know. It's just something I noticed in the first episode. It doesn't really carry on to the other two. But I thought that was kind of... Uh, to me, how that episode started off, well, am I just going to get more people just making up stories, and then I guess as the series goes along, we get kind of find out the reasons why yeah I, I apologize it's just something that i've noticed where that particular no, actor i, I kind
3: of was... know what he said like, like uh he didn't want him to shoot him in the face and he was just like no no we'll, you know we'll, we'll say it was an accident he tripped and fell or something and then they the yeah main, yeah and then the yeah. main cop yeah. boss was like not nah, just uh too much red paper red tape you know let's we'll just
2: make up a story yeah, it, yeah. but but that the, the that that subtle theme continues on through that episode yeah. Even Andor goes to his friend. He goes to that his friends like this is not what happened. What re- What really happened was this. Right. It seems right, like they right. were all covering stories until it gets up to Fiona Char, where it's the like you're, you're BSing. That. You're BSing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly story. I taught yeah. you that. I t- you know. Um.
0: Yeah. I. I. The the theming of or the the continuing theme of uh fabrication of stories or rewriting stories has been very heavy so far in this um uh one of the major underlining themes of the of this series so far because uh, even the um the main protagonist and uh, i forget his name but the um i actually find him very interesting. Uh, the way that the, he's portrayed and his motivation that this one man needs to be
3: brought to, to justice. Cyril or whatever. His Cyril, name is. Cyril. Yeah, Cyril. yeah. yeah I, I don't I don't I didn't get his character. I don't know what his end game is. You know,
0: his end I, game I,
3: is himself. Right. Like he looks like he. But the thing is, is he wanted to get to the bottom of it. But when it got into the action, it didn't look like he didn't want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean?
0: In his head, what was going to happen? because the his his ceo who came in and said okay you're in charge i want this to go away and i don't want to hear anything more about it right and that's not what he wanted to hear so in his mind what's gonna happen is he's in command he is going to use the might that is under him the the power of this organization of all the rented cops possible they're going to bring this man to justice and you will parade him in front of his commanding officer and look, look. I found the guy, and justice has been served, and we we've rectified the problem, and we yeah. displayed our strength, and that's it. When they get to the planet, because he they go in with this air and of uh, pump and circumstance of them coming in there and dropping in, and here we are. Citizens, get out of our way. And if you want to file a formal complaint, you can do that.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: we are in charge and you must respect us. We wear the uniforms. The uh and they were just expecting to walk in, show off their muscle, which if you look at them, none of them really have much of it. Right. Gate Cassian and leave. And that would be it. No shots fired. Just you know just them showing off
1: they are once things start going sideways and more
0: people are dying he starts to panic because his plan has now completely fallen apart and now he actually has to answer for all these actions
3: Mm -hmm.
0: he didn't expect that to do that right but now he's really going oh shoot I'm screwed up. That would cause more of a problem. My butt's on the line. Yep. I need to rectify this. And it keeps getting worse for him. Mm. So, you know, it's one thing to play soldier in your mind. It's another thing to actually be on the forefront. Yeah. And once he gets on that forefront, he has no idea what to do because he's never probably fired a blaster in his life in self-defense.
3: Mm. He'll mess around and get choked out by Vader. <laughs>
2: um, to jump onto that, I I think again another story plot that they're adding with the Cyril character is simply uh, I think they wanted to add this cat and mouse aspect that I think yes go you know, so, um, that we're definitely going to see within this series because you know you really they kind of create that character that's very uh ambitious and wants to kind of move up in his in his job and really to be able to be, to be noticed about serving justice i so, you know again this mm-hmm. is the other half of the empire that he's is a part of the one percent a part of the, the the machine that's controlling a lot of the galaxy So I think with again that whole first three episodes they want to establish this this rivalry that's gonna be played between both him <laughs> and Andor movement as the series goes on. So um <laughs> I think they're gonna really definitely build on his character and I, I and I definitely see him I, I think where I feel, I think he's either going to be in the position of that he continues to go down the road for the sake of justice, quotation marks, uh, it, it, um, in order to pursue the greater good. Or I feel like if he continues to go more down the rabbit hole and see where maybe the empire is not what it what it claims to be, and see more of its corruption side that he may end up flipping um, as maybe the series goes along. I think that he's that type of character that could either switch between, like, depending on where his self-righteousness and his justice is, um, he could either flip um, to to maybe uh, join in with Rebel Alliance in some form of way, or he just continues to go down the road uh, to kind of pursue um, his, I guess, his career ambitions. And stuff. That's yeah. That's the way they're setting up.
0: From my understanding, I think he stays one of the protagonists, and there's actually going to be another one that's introduced. Um, that Cyril? Hmm? Cyril. 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 Yeah, and then there's going to be someone else that they um their main goal it it becomes his his mission that he's out to get Andor.
1: to to, Mm -hmm.
0: the only way that he could see to rectify things is to get Andor. um i don't believe i mean again i don't know anything this is just what i've heard um from interviews and stuff that's his focus and that's where uh where he's going um so we, we shall see where this all ends. Um something I wanted to bring up though. Uh so we got the three episodes. The first episode to me, the pacing is extremely slow. It was a thirty I'd say probably a thirty five, thirty two minute episode, uh not including the credits. That felt like an hour and a half, two hour episode to me. Um I'm not sure how you guys felt about that.
3: No, it went by quick for me. You know, I get no, I get the slow pace that it was, yeah. but for yeah. me, it, you know, it went by, it didn't feel, you know, I it, when it ended, I was, you know, it wasn't like, I felt like it was short changed. It was like, okay, let's get to another episode and see where we yeah, go I, on that I was, one.
0: I, yeah. I found though, myself a couple times during the episode, I'm like, hey, let's, can we just
3: move
1: right.
0: on? Well, but in some ways also mirrored a lot of the first episode of Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, Stranger walks uh, into a uh, town. To mm-hmm. the establishment it's, it, it, goes it with it, uh, it, some people and some people yeah. wind up a little beat up <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, it does um i will agree it does follow it just it, it does seem that that's kind of star wars m o at the moment start off very very slow uh, establish a lot of the the main players and and the show and Following throughout the show, and then and we'll establish more of the action set pieces. But again, I don't even with that being said, I I really do think this is going to be a lot more of a slower. Piece show because i don't think a lot of it is going to be pertain a lot of action i think a lot of its action is going to be within its dialogue and the chess match pieces and the mm-hmm. cat and mouse yeah. aspects that this show is trying to establish i think it's going right. to be a lot of more of the dialogues of wits and where these people are in the spectrum on the opposite sides of the, being the oppressor or the people that don't believe that they're oppressor or what they're trying to bring and people that are oppressed. And I think this is going to be a show where I believe they try to show multiple um, points of perspective and why everybody believes that they're right. And if yeah. the show does a great job of it, maybe you get to see all those perspectives. Now, again, because you're working within a finite, even though this is a good big sandbox to play with, it you're working with a finite time exactly how everything ends but so i do think this show means in terms of especially the empire that may try their best to convince um, fans of why hey these are the reasons why we're doing the things that we are doing right because in in war everybody believes that they are the good guy
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, yep. nobody sees themselves as villains so it- i think the show is going to sit down and play around with that territory
3: it was smarter them to release the three episodes because if they had just released that one episode and called it a day, I think there would have been a backlash on it. You know what I mean? Too slow. She's
0: given up on it. I'm like, no, you you need to see the other two. Yeah.
3: Because when you, when you watch all three of them and like, if you binge them and watch them all three in a row with that third episode, you're like, Oh, okay. We're going somewhere. This is, you know,
0: it's like like that steam engine. It's got, okay. We're, we're moving a little bit in the first one. We, you know, okay, starting to get a little bit of a pace in the second one. That third one, we're hitting it running. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that third one is just like, okay, now yep. I'm, I'm in. Out you, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sit me down. This is going to be quite the ride. And I think you're right, Isaac. I think this is not going to be um blasters and lightsabers, you know, all the time. It's, it's not that type. It is more of the political spy thriller. Yes. And, um, like the Bourne movies, or or some other uh, some of the other, uh, the Jack Ryan type of stuff, where it is the the political and the strategic chess match, of one out trying to outwit the other one and stay one ahead, um, with the occasional conflict, because you know you you need a good action scene to really help keep moving things along. Right. but you're not going to get that all the time constantly like you know in these three episodes you had a little bit at the first of the first episode that was it you had a little bit in the even was it the second episode where we had the the kids attacking the the one empire person Mm -hmm. but that was it and then in the third one you had the, the the much bigger conflict uh in the warehouse and then through the town, um, which you know, again, establishing pace and everything like that. So that that was your bigger one. I don't, you know, and then it's probably going to skim down again, zooming uh, into to the fourth episode, and fifth episode, and then it's going to be the, that rise and fall that every so often we get a big battle or conflict. But then otherwise, it's going to be the strategic uh, positioning of stuff and. This character getting manipulated or manipulating and finding stuff out and uh, all the cogs and pieces falling into place, which I I think is going to be fascinating and very interesting. Um, I'm looking where this is all going. You know, we have. Nine more episodes. For this first season, and then we're going to have the 12 episodes for season two that lead right into.
1: Mm. <clears throat> no,
2: again, I think overall, um, for what I've watched, I think it is like I said, I think this is going to be very a uh, fascinating journey into the what Star Wars has to offer right now, and again, like this is gonna give them a chance to kind of expand on their storytelling in 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 what they can do within the Star Wars universe so i am i am looking forward to kind of a more grown a more mature show like star wars says like you said star like what david said the 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 aspect that we all love it's it's adult it's kids for adults you know in a yeah. sense in terms of fantasy but this looks like this is going to be a, a big boy show where like yeah this is going to there this isn't going to involve too much of action this is going to dialogue and wit and
1: mm-hmm.
2: yes sense of-
3: but it's it's excellent it's written excellently i mean you know it's the dialogue and everything it, it's it's you know it, it did a bang up job with that so if, yeah. if that's if that's what we're getting then it's going to be fabulous i'm going to enjoy the heck out of it
1: yeah
0: absolutely absolutely um i'm looking forward to everything uh do you guys want to rate the three episodes.
3: They And I'm happy they took out Tim because that guy, I don't know, I didn't like that character. I'm like.
0: I I don't think you were supposed to. But uh, <laughs> again, it gives uh, that. I'm still trying to figure out everyone's names because everyone's got a British or Scottish accent. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> you need a name tag. What's your name tag? Yeah. tag? <laughs> oh, great. It's in Airbush. Fix. Yes. Um, Right? She was Bix. Bix, yeah. Yeah, Bix She's only me. in four episodes.
1: Really? She's only in four episodes? Wow. I figured she.
0: Which could be changed.
1: Yeah, I
3: figured she would have a bigger role in that. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: interesting. Uh uh luthan real uh will is in 11 and um
0: obviously because he wasn't the first episode so he's in the rest
1: okay good uh
0: cassian obviously he's in every episode but i don't understand why but he's in every episode <laughs> my mouth uh, is going to be in nine episodes
3: uh, so she's going to be in from here on out then and what what about uh saw we still haven't seen him Nine episodes, but they're saying
0: from 22 to 23. Mm. So, for Diego Luna, they they specifically say 24 episodes. So, is she nine episodes this season or chunk this season and chunk next season? Well, they haven't filmed next season.
1: Mm. Okay, nope. She is in nine episodes this season. For eight episodes this season, they're, they're predicting the first episode for next season.
0: So, you kind of can see where people are going to be popping up and disappearing. Um, Sorry, your emo is only in the first three episodes.
3: Aw, that's it? He's out?
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, oh, poor emo. Man. Nothing <laughs> like an emo droid. How do you create a cool droid and then just write him out of it in three episodes? That's nonsense. that's nonsense. That's nonsense.
0: Oh no. No, no! I like that part though. He's you know, strung along, and then these waddle, horned things come up under him and start to pee on him, and he zaps them with his the
3: little. <laughs> See, that's Star Wars, man. You know, uh, a droid, that, a droid yeah, has just, to shock uh, something, you know. <laughs> but the, and the, the the laser blast, man, from those guns. You know, they, I don't know. They put some extra oomph into those bad boys. It's not like the Stormtroopers' little pew-pew guns, man. These things, I felt when I was watching it and with my surround sound, I felt like I was in there, like, ducking. <laughs> well,
0: it's something in this, again, more going into the um, the details that they put into stuff, uh, Cassian's blaster, when he cocks it, the whole front mechanism
1: yeah. moves,
0: and there, there's more of uh, a kinetic momentum. To it, to give it that more emphasis, like an old revolver, yeah, so like an old revol, uh, yeah, you know, revolver that has the barrel in it. So mm-hmm. when you cock the hammer, the barrel rotates. Same thing with this thing. It just it gives that that more definitely Western uh, grittiness and this power behind it, like a magnum, yeah, uh, versus the the more refined uh, modern modern weapons of the the of the the stormtroopers and stuff even han solo's blaster mm. there's there's none of that kinetic motion and just uh power that's behind them um when you, you know they, they just shoot them that, that's that this there's more to it so yeah it, it's uh yeah the, the force you know it's like the noisy cricket from and black tiny little thing but what a punch. <laughs> All right, so on a scale of one to ten, episode one, how would we rate this?
2: Hmm. Personally, I feel like it's a little too early for ratings because I feel like things can change dramatically oh. <laughs> depending on the shows. But, uh, I mean, for the sake of you bringing it up, uh, you know, it's a decent, I'd say it's a decent nine again I've enjoyed this to me as as a guy who uh finds all, sometimes the sabers and all that stuff maybe a little bit too much at this point. I think a different change of pace
1: important. So I'll just I'll give it for a nine for its and at the moment. Sorry. It's not bad. Okay.
0: okay.
3: We got for the for the all three together? Or just the first episode?
0: I'm just saying first episode.
3: Okay. Uh I'll give that one See, I enjoyed that one. I I give it an uh eight and a half.
0: Okay. I, I I'm going low ball it, and I'm going with the seven on it. Oh boo. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you gotta be different. Uh, um that's
0: an understatement. <laughs> the uh yeah, no, like I said for me that it was just I've always said that I wonder my Disney Plus shows to have a few extra minutes. I felt this one I could have used a few less minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just it just was really just kind of hard for me to, to get into that.
1: Episode two, on the other hand. Uh, Isaac? Oh, no, all of them are
2: nine. Uh, all nine. Nine's right down. I'm not, right I'm, down not the, I'm not, no, it's. With... Waste any time. They're, they're they're all nines at the moment. I, I thought thought again. I think as a I, I it, again it's re- it's really hard to kind of separate them as a collective. I think again the whole reason why you have all these shows are together uh, because like you have to be able to tell that story correctly. Like you said, if they like Dan like 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 David said, if it were to cut off of that episode, I could see moans and groans about it. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think it's best that you connect them all together in terms of be able to connect the story because like like you said, Matt. The first episode was a little bit slow, which again also has been, and I could understand the reason why you would have wanted to shave a couple of minutes off on the first episode. It was a little slow, and it seems to also be a, a slightly a bit a big issue with Star Wars, uh, Star Wars. I think in, uh, in, in
0: and Disney Plus thing. Disney Disney
2: Plus thing in general. It's, yeah. a, it's Disney Plus thing. So. Um, so, to kind of have it on its own merit, um, I, I just think altogether. But I think once you got into the first two episodes, and it really, especially the last episode, when it really started to pick up within the action and injury, I think altogether it, 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 it was a decent start. I think it was a decent start. So, I, I give it a try and fall. Dave, then
0: uh, episode
3: two? Two? Yeah, I'm going to stay consistent. Eight and a half.
0: You guys are so boring.
3: Well, because like one and two kind of like they were, they flowed together. You know what I mean? They were good. Three of
0: them have flowed nicely. Right. Kenobi did the same thing. Um, Episode two, myself,
3: I will give it an eight.
0: Mm -hmm. You can see where I'm going with this. Uh,
3: It's going up. uh, Episode three is going to be a nine. (laughs) Seven, eight, nine.
0: Stop (laughs) looking at my
3: papers. (laughs) For me, episode three was. Three, three was a nine for me. I loved that up. That that was like okay. There's my payoff. We're good. That's and that's why I said before episode three. All
0: right, my, my chips are all in at this mm-hmm. point. Um, it took two episodes to get there, but we we got there. In my mind, you definitely need those building blocks. Um, I felt we got more building blocks in episode two than we did in one to justify one. But I do understand why we had episode one, you know, right. that world builder, that introductory. Here is life before everything hits the fan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is the world. This is the life. This is how things happen. These are some of the characters. These are some of the characters you'll run into. This is some of the stuff that's going on. Oh, and by the way, here comes the, the change. Yeah. Uh, I love that we have a scrapping yard area uh it just it was something that we explored in fallen order and we haven't really we got a little hint of it not even we but the, you got some ideas of um in force awakens when ray is going through scrapping through the uh fallen star destroyers and getting pieces and selling them this is a much grander scale this is a a more official scrapyard. They are deconstructing ships and taking pieces apart and salvaging and reselling pieces and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is the way that people live. But I loved how in Episode 3 where – let me step it back. I love how Episode 2 begins where we get that guy with the drums.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: All the previews. They just start Episode 2 off, and here he is banging on the drums, and that's how you
3: start the day. He bangs the drums, and that's how you end the day. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Time to punch in and punch out with that bad boy. Pretty much. Yeah.
0: Then, uh, but with, in the third episode, where you had the whole town doing that, and that there's more meaning behind it, it was a way of communicating and saying, okay, here's the plan, this is what we're doing. Uh, gets the whole town involved and I I I thought that was very fascinating and then uh um, uh, Marva saying you know when you hear it you start wondering and you start anticipating and you know something's coming but when you don't hear it time to be worried
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: that was it's the time for reckoning and I thought that best line I think so far for the entire show yes yeah, this is the time for reckoning. I just, oh, the way that you, you put that down, that was beautiful. Um, So, yeah, uh, definitely a nine, and I am looking forward to where we go from here. I know we still have quite the journey ahead of us, but it is going to be, if anything, a fantastic journey.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a great start and there's still a bunch of characters that haven't even shown their faces yeah. yet. So yeah, it's a
0: lot of stuff that hasn't shown up yet. There's still more protagonists, there's still uh more sympathizers, more friends, more supporters that we're gonna run into. And uh Oh fantastic.
1: <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I, I just yeah.
0: Uh three Episode three for me was the, was the the, the wholesaler. I mean, yeah. I, I, I understand why you can't start with that episode, but for me, it's like, okay, this is the beginning of
3: it. Right. right. Adventure. I'm just, I'm just happy that it's it looks like it's going to be a success because just riding off that Rogue One high, you don't want this to sully what Rogue One is.
0: No, and, and at the moment, I don't think we will.
3: No, I don't think so either.
1: No. Um, Any
3: final thoughts, Isaac?
1: Uh, no th- final thoughts.
2: Good show. I think it's a good Good start off to see where, where, or where we go with this. So yeah, about. all right, Dave. Final thoughts? Um, no, I think
3: I think we're good. It's just you know, like I just said, uh, the, the future of the show should be bright uh, based on those three episodes. So you know, stay hold the pattern let's go (laughs) yeah
0: i'm not expecting them all to be like this episode three Um, no no not at all peaks and valleys again we have 21 more episodes to go we know that it's a concrete number um so there's going to be some that are are much more exciting and that's going to pull us in more there's some that's going to be a little slower that's going to Establish things and it's going to take time to establish them and but in any good story you take your time just like a a fine painting There's parts that you you can. Canvas over quickly, and then there's other parts that the fine details and the things that really help create the picture on a whole that take longer to to finesse and to put in there properly and you just every little stroke uh, serves a a purpose to the tapestry. uh, but it takes time, and sometimes it's the smallest details that take the longest.
1: Right, and and
3: to that point, that's why I think maybe the first two episodes could be considered slow-ish, yeah. because they know they have 24 episodes to tell this story, so they can spread it out and make sure they don't miss okay. anything. Yes.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to everything from here on out.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Me too. There's
0: a lot more. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your busy schedules, and uh, talking soon.
3: Yes, thank you, Matt. <laughs> thank you for having me. Anytime, anytime. All right.
0: Thank you again to Isaac and Dave for joining me this week as we discuss the first, well, not one, not two, but three parts of Andor on Disney+. Plus. What do you think of Andor? What are your your thoughts, your anticipations? Is it meeting your expectations? Let us know. Join the conversation on the socials. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash WDMagicCast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We're also found at WDMagicCast. You can make sure just make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well this week. You can also get the audio version, and we'll be getting some other content up there shortly. You can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or Anchor.fm website and be heard here on the show yourself. We'll play it here. If you don't want to do it on there, Record electronically on your computer, laptop, smart device, tablet, phone, you name it, and email it to email at WDMagicCast. If you have any questions or suggestions that you may have for the show or like to be answered on the show, please send it to that address as well, email at WDMagicCast.com. Links to all these are in the show notes. I wanna thank you for your time. I know how little time we all have, how how crazy life is, hence why this episode was a little behind in the scheduling. But we got it to you anyway. I cannot thank you enough for everything you, the listener, do for us here. If we could just ask, please share out Let people know that you're listening. Share the links on social. Tell people about it. Tell other people that you see are into Disney or Star Wars or Marvel or whatnot. Let them know about the WD Magic Cast. You can also do this by going to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a rating on there. Right now, we have all five star reviews. Truly, truly blessed. Thank you. Um, It does not go unnoticed and unappreciated here. On our end, me and my co-hosts, we we are thankful for you and everything you've done and given to us and let us keep going. Um, and it really means a lot. Whenever, since you know, it, it's we can't see you. Whatever you either you tag the episodes, join in conversations online, or you leave us reviews is how we we get the response and it it really helps us keep going. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, tell your friends, let people know because the more people that join this family, the better it is. What believed in a big Disney family and so do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show while you're at it. This way you always know when a new episode comes out. While you're at it, though, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Truly, truly help the show out this way. You can do this over at anchor.fm WDMagicCast support or find our Patreon page. Also, check out our merchandise shop with some fun WD WDMagicast stuff on it. You can find the links to all these in the show notes as well, because remember the show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, whatever darkness troubles are weighing on you. Do not give up. You are not alone. And you are not unwanted. There is someone out there who is ready to lend a hand or an ear or whatever you need. Sometimes it takes some time to find them. And help doesn't always come when you feel it's needed but when it is truly needed. It may not be something that you recognize or the help that you expect, but it'll be the help that you need. Never give up, never give in. Be your own hero and let the world see how special and wonderful you truly are. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself children are more intelligent today because of their experience is greater exposure in schools are better they have access to visual education in schools the imagination of the teacher is supplemented by the best visual aids she in turn is stimulated and gets as much out of the films as the students does okay. that's walt disney thank you again for listening everyone